0: This episode of Strangeful Things was brought to you in part by financial support from Tyrell Genetic Replicants, more human than human, and by added support from listeners like you. Please visit patreon.com slash strangeful to support the show, and thanks for listening.
1: And since my parents aren't garbage, they have warn me not to listen to this podcast. Because it's full of nasty stuff and cuss words and stuff that only grown-ups would think is funny. So, if you're a kid, like me, go read a book or something. Gosh. And if you're a grown-up, as soon as you hear a voice that isn't mine, you better have your headphones on. Got your headphones on? Sure? Okay, I'm out of here.
2: There were other altars that were used for different things. I have one I call the perfect hostess, who was utilized in um, some type of gatherings and meetings, uh, non-ritual setting, as a literally as a hostess of a huge party, or one of many other people were probably working there as well. But she uh, she interacted with what I would call uh, people within this network who were aware that they were in the network. Um, it was a very cognizant. Gathering of the, for these individuals, um, and I believe one of the uses was, um, as far as the kill goes, it seems that a lot of those were um, my altars being utilized to take out members of the network that were deemed, and this is her words, deemed unfit for continued use or uh, to be part of the network. They were their time was up, and it seemed that. Um, Many of those individuals that I recall were set up to have a sexual encounter, and then a kill alter was um, brought forward.
0: If I had hated a little more, just a little more, we would have had a little less trouble. Can't you see?
3: It?
1: She's right in front of you.
3: But rather than investigate it, he was a true American and just shot it three times. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh! Do you find those witnesses
0: credible? She walked down the hill and never came back. Her body has never been found.
2: I'm 100% Scully. Oh
0: mom, the boy in my closet, he's my friend. Welcome to this episode of Strangeful Things. I am your host this week, Christy Stevens, and I am joined by my fellow companions.
3: Number one is me, (laughs) and I'm going to give a lucky listener some drugs in their lunch.
0: What? I don't think you can do that. I have no. You don't know
3: what I can do.
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: Hi, I'm Jen Martinelli, and I don't know what any of that means. Don't accept (laughs)
0: lunches from Acadia. I don't know.
1: Hi, I'm Kenny King, and uh, I'm just happy not to be number two tonight.
0: Well, there you go.
3: (laughs) You'll always be number two to me.
1: Thanks, number one. (laughs)
2: Oh my
0: god. So tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening, we're going to talk about CIA mind control and MKUltra. Which you may think is a conspiracy thing, but it's actually a real thing. Yep. (laughs) That really, really happened.
3: This is the... The thing that when people want to talk about conspiracies, you can point to to go, yeah, but sometimes they're yeah,
0: real. Exactly. Because we have declassified CIA documents detailing a whole heck of a lot of it, even after most of it was destroyed. And I have eye strain from trying to read through all of it because the copy quality was so low. <laughs> Oh. Like some of it is so illegible.
3: That's mimeograph.
0: I know. I was gonna say that's those mimeograph machines. For oh you. my god! <laughs> it was bad. I had, I just had to skip some pages. I'm like, nope, nope, nothing <laughs> good in there. Obviously. Oh boy. Um. So, does anybody like Acadia? Obviously, you know about MK Ultra. Do either of the other two of you know anything about it?
1: You mean Jen and Kenny? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Um, Yeah, I know a little bit about it. I know about uh, the fact that it actually happened, and I know that there are some famous people that um, are still alive, even that uh, were part of the test, part of the whatever you want to call it. I guess I'm going to call it a test. But, um, yeah, I don't know a ton about it, but uh, I do know that.
0: Well, you're going to know an awful lot more. Yep. by the time this episode is over.
1: But the part
3: that you would learn if you were going to um I don't know, if you were going to get the information off a bunch of memes, yeah, <laughs> with text on images for some reason and instead of just writing it, then you would know that in the early 50s at you know, the Cold War was was I I wanna say hot, but that sounds counterintuitive. So
0: um,
3: the North Koreans and the Chinese and the, and the Russians, they were all trying to figure out how to do brainwashing and stuff. And to set the stage for everybody was, you know, 1953 was a very long time ago. There was a legitimate fear in not only the government, but in the country in general, that the communists were just going to take everything over. and
0: Oh, yeah, they were terrified.
3: Yeah, and it sounds kind of dumb. Like, it's it's 2018, and and there's, like, three communist places once. Of course, one of them is China, so that's good on them. But Mm -hmm. they had just gotten done with the Nazis almost taking over the whole world. So the idea of taking over the whole world was not you know some crazy far-fetched thing
0: yeah it was all fresh in everybody's mind because world war ii had just ended like a couple years earlier
3: so since since the russians were doing it then everybody had to do it and mk ultra which now christy is gonna explain in detail was essentially the cia going well fuck if they're gonna try and control minds and brainwash people and shit like that what if we what if we need to kidnap a russian and then teach him how to play piano and send him back to russia to have him do it <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was that they thought they were actually going to accomplish but right. that was the, the the rough goal of it was that am i am i setting you up right there Christine? you
0: are right. and you're uh you're Your example of a Russian suicide pianist. (laughs) That's an excellent example. Is a great example. Um, So everybody on the show has seen Stranger Things, right? Yes. I? Absolutely. Okay. So honestly, that's the best illustration of what we're going to talk about on this episode. So while you sit back and I give you the world's most disturbing book report, (laughs) <laughs> I want you all to think about the similarities between the characters and the research going on in stranger things and the actual events that we're about to talk about. Now I've got at least four major points that line up really really well so we'll see if you can identify them all. Wow at the end. <clears throat> all right so. Mm-hmm. MK ultra was a top secret CIA project in which the agency conducted hundreds of clandestine experiments, sometimes on unwitting us citizens to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control information gathering and psychological torture. Though project MK ultra lasted from 1953 until about 1973 details of the program didn't become public until 1975. During a congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities within the United States and around the world. Which, you know, nowadays we're all familiar with all kinds of illegal stuff going on in right. government. Everybody is a criminal. Right. So um so the investigation was prompted after the US Senate Watergate Committee investigation in nineteen seventy-three that investigation revealed constitutionally questionable actions taken by national intelligence agencies and take your pick of all of the alphabet agencies because it included the cia the fbi the irs and the nsa wonderful under the direction of the executive branch of the government the church committee named for chairman frank church was created to investigate the nation's most secret agencies and programs and Boy, did they hit pay dirt. Oh, Lord.
3: And that this all came from, I mean, everybody probably is pretty solid on the fact that 1973 was right after Nixon resigned. Yep. And yeah. to me, like, my overall theory about America, kind of America in general, is that. Right up until there were 10 years, roughly, that destroyed America's belief that the government was them and they were the government. Yep. And it started with Kennedy getting killed. Yep. And it finished with Nixon resigning because everything that happened in between there was basically Vietnam, which didn't help Anybody's perception of what was happening, and then the rest of the '70s, and then going into this and finding all this stuff out. It, yeah. By the time Reagan came along, people were kind of like, "Yeah, you're gonna fuck us over," <laughs> but whatever. If I have a you know a job and a Walkman, right. So the all this hubbub about hey, we better start investigating shit
1: came from. Hey, you know, if you investigate shit, you find stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're forgetting two other momentous events that, uh, well, at least two, but two other big momentous events in that 10-year period between 63-64 to 73-74. The RFK assassination. Oh, Yeah which we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of right right now or we It was just, yesterday. Yeah, it was hit, it was yesterday. And of course the uh, Martin Luther King assassination which we just passed the 50 50th anniversary of.
3: Yep. I mean throw yeah. Malcolm X in there too. Sure. I mean some people called him Malcolm 10. Those those people were wrong.
1: My grandmother oh my, my grandmother called him Ma- Malcolm 10.
0: Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I thought it was a joke.
1: No. Oh no.
0: That's like pro- that's like people calling the program language C-Pound.
1: Small, oh small town God. in Maine. You know, she did the best she could. God bless her. <laughs> Made a so- mean pound cake.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah. Now that we've, you know, discussed the decline of faith in the U.S. government, <laughs> where all that came from since we're now in 2018, and we have learned not to trust anybody, uh how did let's look at how MK Ultra actually got started, because it all goes back to the Nazis.
2: Doesn't everything Yes. Everything so, bad
0: I just finished hunting Hitler and I am just blown.
2: Did you away. find him? Did you find
0: him? No, they don't find his body till next season. That's what they're gonna do. Oh, next. I
3: thought you were personally hunting Hitler.
0: She just finished hunting him. I just finished hunting him. <laughs>
1: They're not my gonna. F- they're not gonna find his body, but uh, I don't want. I
0: know, but they're gonna try really hard, and they, they
1: are it's they gonna are. be
0: interesting.
1: Maybe
3: Hitler's body is in in the Oak Island money pit.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> oh my
2: god! That fucking that would be... show is the worst thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, unbearable. It's so bad. Don't. I watch think it uh,
1: it was uh, beamed in a time machine, and it's actually been found on Ancient Aliens.
0: That sounds Aww. right. Yeah. I'd buy that more than the Oak Island thing. Um, okay, so Nazis. Nazis. Under Operation Paperclip, 9,000 Nazi scientists and technicians were recruited to help undermine the Soviet Union after World War II. It worked. During the height Jesus. of the Cold War in the 1950s and 60s, the US government was terrified that Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash US POWs in Korea. And the reason for that is because all of the POWs that they brought back, like, that they rescued or traded for or however they got them back, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of them came back like converted communists. And it freaked people out. That's super weird. Like, some of them weren't, like, they were like on the fence, but they were kind of okay with it. And then there was a small percentage that were like, "No, communism is the way to go." And the government had a conniption fit. Right. Um, so Alan Dulles, then director of the CIA, approved well, that project, son of a bitch.
3: Uh, <laughs> that son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> approved Project MK Ultra in 1953 to develop techniques that could be used against Soviet enemies.
3: Now, to be fair. Russia, like, you know, Russia's on the news every goddamn day now. Mm, And, you know, they're they're always talking about the fucking oligarchs and whatever like that. But Russia as a country, and Kenny, check me if I'm wrong here, the U.S. had a plan in World War II that when they got to Berlin, they were just going to keep going because they knew... I mean, Roosevelt knew, everybody that wasn't an idiot knew that the biggest problem after the Nazis were beat was going to be Russia, right. because it was painfully obvious that Russia didn't give a fuck, that they would just throw their own citizens at you until you drowned in <laughs> people, <laughs> and uh, lots of people don't know this, nine out of every ten Germans killed in World War II were killed by a Russian.
1: Really? No, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's true. And, and uh, about 20 million, 20 million Soviet citizens were were killed. Um, in World War II. Because, like you said, Acadia, they just had waves and waves. Of, they just threw people at it. Yeah, they, they, didn't they didn't have any money. And a lot of them they didn't were, even have They guns. all had fucking had potatoes sticks. in their pockets. And they, they had, uh, like, shovel handles and uh, pikes. Jesus. You know, things oh. like that. Axes. And the the lines on the map, the post-war lines on the map of Europe were drawn up between the three powers. So Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill, way before the end of World War II. So there was a Tehran conference, there was the Yalta conference, there was um, uh, an agreement that the... Um, that the, the Russians, the Soviets, would, would be able to take most of Eastern Europe. Churchill didn't want that to happen. Roosevelt basically allowed it to happen, basically gave in to Stalin. And at that point, Churchill didn't really have any real power anymore because the British weren't doing a whole lot in World War II. Right.
0: Um,
1: so the um, the Russians were... Um I totally lost my <laughs> own. So oh, no. the, the God damn
2: it, Kenny.
3: The reason that the Eastern Bloc existed was because Russia was like, hey, guess what? Fuck you, Germany. We are really tired of you Western Europeans coming in here and trying to invade us and shit. So we're gonna make ourselves a little cushion called yeah.
1: Czechoslovakia <laughs> and Poland and whatnot. And now I remember what I was gonna say. Um, you asked the question Acadia, before about what the plan was, we're going to were the British and the Americans and the French and whomever else going to carry on and continue on to Moscow. Well, the military people, they wanted to do that. If anybody's ever watched the movie Patton or read anything about George Patton, that's what Patton wanted to do. And most people, most political people, Eisenhower, Uh, Truman at that point, because Franklin Roosevelt was already dead, they wanted Patton to be quiet, because they didn't want to upset the delicate balance in the alliance between the Western powers and the Russians. But the military people wanted to get rid of Russia, the political people, Eisenhower, he was already eyeing the presidency in a couple of years. Roosevelt was gone. Truman was in there. None of the political people wanted to deal with Russia but the military people knew that there, there was a problem knew that we'd still be talking about this in 2018. Yeah. 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 So and and
3: we didn't need one of the other pieces of it. We didn't need to drop the bombs on Japan. Yes. You can make a huge, you can make a huge case where, you know, yes, Japan (laughs) would have gone on forever and blah, blah, blah. And invading it would have taken forever, but don't kid yourself. At least the second reason was to show Russia that we already had the bomb. And the second one was to go, yeah, we had two of them, basically. Because we were kind of the Kim Jong-un of that scenario. Oh.
1: And, and that's why we imported all of, those, all of those Nazi scientists under Operation Paperclip. One of those Nazi scientists was Werner von Braun, who yeah. developed and built the Saturn V rocket that took us to the moon. And the space race is one of the things, one of the major players in crippling the Soviet economy because they couldn't keep up with us. Yep. All right, so now
3: basically, that's the one thing Kenny and I knew. So <laughs> take it away.
0: Well, OK. So MK MKUltra, the, the project aimed to control human behavior through psychedelic and hallucinogenic drugs, electroshock, radiation, graphology, or handwriting analysis, paramilitary techniques, and psychological methods, among other methods. Which all sounds like real fun stuff. Mm. Um, Ongoing at different times during the years that the project was considered active were 149 subprojects in 80 U.S. and Canadian universities and medical centers. Three prisons... And it involved 185 researchers, 15 foundations, and numerous drug companies. Lovely. Everything was top secret, and most of the records were later destroyed because holy hell, of course you would destroy as much of this as possible if you're slipping hallucinogens to the general populace. Right. Sure. But... FOIA suits managed to salvage thousands of pages with documented evidence of the horrific experiments and their effects on humans.
3: And they... 1973 was important too because since Watergate had just happened the CIA in particular was like, hey maybe since they're so apparently good at finding records of things maybe we should burn all of this shit, which... Honestly, and I'm just from my standpoint, Christy. Yeah. Ostensibly, the thing that they were trying to do, they, they there was a project involved in this. So, oh yeah. That the goal it had was, we're gonna, yeah, they're going to be able have, to do all I have this stuff. Invoices, so, right? So but the funding but for this project. But but even beyond that, it's it's the. The fact that the goal was we have to beat Russia, because if Russia does it to us, you know, we're going to be boned, so we better do it to them first, sort of. So we were it wasn't to be
0: able to counteract it. Yeah, yeah,
3: which makes the fact that they then destroyed everything kind of make me think that may have been bullshit unless obviously, they figured out yeah none of this shit is going to work because anytime there's viable data getting rid of it is a terrible idea like even that the the story i did for the patreon about that feral girl in california yeah. they the the scientists that studied her they were like this is the worst thing we've ever seen in our life <clears throat> yeah but we cannot not study her because this is never hope to god this never happens again
0: right so, it's like a once in a lifetime exactly chance.
3: so the fact that they got all this data if it meant anything if there was anything salvageable about it then it feels like to me that they would have said hey you know what yeah we just gave shit to people that didn't know it and that was illegal but a bunch of the stuff we did people volunteered because we were just giving out shadowy fucking grants through shell companies so that stuff technically wouldn't have had to be destroyed you know what i mean
0: yeah the the reasoning given, and I, the the man that was mostly in charge of the MK Ultra product project was a man by the name of Dr. Gottlieb. Um, he, and I think it was him that, uh, that actually gave the reason for everything being destroyed. Um, in seventy three, or no, what year was it shut down? Sixty three. Yeah.
3: What the project?
0: No, the project was up until about seventy-three. Yeah. Um Dr. Gottlieb, who was head of the project, basically said that there was no useful data, that they that everything that they had researched in this, you know, almost twenty years was useless. And it was never going to go anywhere. It was never going to be valuable. And that's why they destroyed it. The thing that makes me think that they probably still have the data is the fact that there are FOIA requests that they will not honor.
1: Uh, For Uh, folks uh, listening at home, FOIA is federal.
0: Freedom of Information Act.
1: Freedom of Information Act. That's right. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, thank you. <clears throat> so, any citizen can put in a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request. And what it is, is you have to request, you have to have a specific topic that you request documents on. And then the government, as long as it's not going to endanger anyone or reveal national secrets, they are supposed to release it publicly but they don't not all the time so and uh as far as the missing cases that we've done in the national parks and stuff like that a lot of those FOIA requests about people that have gone missing in national parks don't get honored or the government says they don't have any files on them so that makes me think that a lot of it was destroyed but they somebody probably still has the data on it, like Acadia said, because data is valuable.
1: Yeah, I mean, we kicked this uh, particular segment off talking about Nazi scientists. and Yeah. You know, the, the, the Nazis did some horrible, horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this makes me think about the horrible things that they did to inmates and victims in some of the concentration camps, the human medical experiments that they did.
0: Yep. Um, we're gonna talk about that too.
1: Okay, well, I don't wanna blow the lid off that or, no, or no, you're let fine. Cat out of the bag, but I mean, that data survives and they they destroyed a lot of things and they yeah. rightly should have because they wanted to cover their tracks, but a lot of those experiments, as horrible as they were, actually uh, taught people things. Um, not that we should ever do things like that, but-, but And he's a Nazi. But there was, there was <laughs> some terrible learning there. Yeah. Um, so uh, And this, if, if that data survives, something has to, I mean, something tells me that this other data probably has to survive somewhere. That's my point. Right.
0: And going through the declassified documents, um, like I said earlier, it's, it's some interesting reading, like some of it's just like a lot of it is invoices and requests for funds and You know,
1: lunch with four other dudes.
0: Yeah. And we had a conference and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But every now and then you run across something that's like really bizarre. We're going to go into a little bit of that. Um, There's just so much of it. There's like 3,000 pages of stuff.
3: And so, but now is the supposition at this point, because we know they did. Yeah, they gave people LSD, and okay. it wasn't
0: just LSD.
3: Well, that's no, a, but yeah, like the, the most commonly, you know, the one that everybody remembers is, you know, at, at, at yeah. a certain point in the CIA offices, it was like you were playing the little circle game where if, if you, you know, made a circle with your fingers and somebody saw it, you got to punch them. Yeah. But Instead <laughs> of that, people would just fucking squirting LSD into somebody's soda and shit yeah, like that. But,
0: seriously.
3: But again. Oh. That, if, and here's the part where, okay. I need to say this correctly because it's going to inform everybody listening how I react to the rest of the show, depending on where it goes. Oh, boy. When you are using the villain as the source, you have to be, hmm, how do I? If we're gonna you call the government, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to going, back it up. It's because if the if the government is everything, you know, from the from the military all the way through to the Congress and blah 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 and everything like that, and and one of the things with conspiracies that tends to make people start to like drift away at the party is when the the <laughs> conspiracy just keeps getting bigger to accommodate a piece of information that doesn't fit. You yes. know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, no, the Girl Scouts were in on it, too. Fuck, yeah. Thinmen, <laughs> they'll fuck you up.
0: Yeah. So, no, right. I, I totally agree. And I've actually, like, I actually, um, listeners, I told Acadia that uh, the reason it took me so long to write this episode and the reason it was so difficult was because I wanted to make sure that we got it right. Right. Because there is information out there. There is declassified information, but there are also people living today that claim that they were part of the research projects. Um, And they come from all walks of life. And their stories are very consistent. So... I'm not saying that eyewitness testimony is the end-all be-all, but it makes the other evidence a little bit more compelling.
3: And I'm so, going to reserve the right to say that we're going to do a follow-up show. Like, if you... <laughs> we'll see know. what
0: happens. There might have to be
2: a right. follow-up.
3: Because if, if, if everything... I feel like there's going to be another show coming yeah. out of this.
0: There's so much to cover and we're not going to be able to get through all of it now, especially if we keep jabbering on. Um, I will tell you, I have a fun fact. Uh, LSD was first synthesized in 1938 by a Swiss chemist named Albert Hoffman who worked for Sandoz Laboratories in Basel, Switzerland. Hmm. In 1953, the CIA literally sent two operatives over to Sandoz Laboratories where LSD had first been synthesized and they were the only people in the whole world making it at this point because it had just been discovered like less than 20 years before the CIA agents bought up the world's supply of LSD at the time which was about 100 doses and brought it back to the US to use in their research
3: fucking suckers Buying so, it. It's like the people that, they're like the people that bought VCRs like on the first day when the remote controls still had yes. wires on them and shit. Well, mean.
0: because they were using, they were using magic mushrooms. They were using THC and cannabis. They were using all kinds of other stuff. Um But, you know, the the effects, the... <laughs> the unintentional effects of LSD, because it was actually um, supposed to be a pharmaceutical, uh, were really, really interesting to the CIA. So if somebody tells you, the CIA introduced LSD to the American people, they're actually not wrong. Right. Yep. So.
3: I agree 100%. There's Thanks, Obama. Nice
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Oh. So, let me tell you real quick about one of the more notorious CIA subprojects under MKUltra, which was called Operation Midnight, Com- uh, midnight Climax.
3: You said Midnight Come.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. That was pretty great.
2: Which yeah, goes
3: I- kind of that- hand in
1: hand with Climax. That is staying in.
0: <laughs> totally
3: flat. So to speak.
1: It.
2: That is That's Santa. not
3: a flub.
0: <laughs> I am running on like four hours of sleep.
1: Tonight
3: on Midnight Jizz.
0: <laughs> oh, god damn it. So Operation Midnight Climax is <laughs> yeah. not much better. Um, in 1955 <laughs> in San Francisco, the CIA created a boudoir straight out of a cartoon with pictures of French can-can dancers and flowers and... <laughs> plush red curtains over the windows and everything. And then they recruited prostitutes to lure unsuspecting men to the room where they would be dosed with LSD and their reactions would be observed through via a two-way mirror and listening devices already planted in the room.
3: That's Honestly, way. I see no downside there for the guy. <laughs>
0: Did they get and, laid, though? Uh, a t- no, they, t- they never got laid. No,
3: because they they were all hopped up on LSD. They were probably, like, fucking a plant or something. They didn't
0: and know what payment, was going on. As payment for their services, the prostitutes were given small amounts of cash and a promise to get them out of trouble with the cops in the future. Oh.
3: I mean, I still don't see a downside. Say, <laughs> so I, you mean, know, a I see a- some. But, I mean, I'm sure that they didn't go, hey mac because i think that's what they called everybody back then hey <laughs> mac why don't you come over here because i'm a prostitute it was probably just they got a pretty girl who said hey mister you want to come back to my place and the guy no matter what his situation or if he was currently carrying his own baby would go yep yep i do <laughs> and
0: oh the 50s
3: yep and just a cat Yep, and then say, here, look, baby, take this pack of cigarettes and wait for me. I'm going to go into this right. boudoir room. Right, right here. Yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't even know if it, I mean, essentially, they'd probably feel pretty good about themselves, especially if they weren't a very handsome fella that a pretty girl showed them some attention.
1: Yeah, they'd feel pretty good about themselves until they started to look at their hands and see they had 29 fingers.
0: Right. Or look that in the we're mirror. all made of it. snakes. Right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, like
1: that, it, the 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 good would 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 quickly trickle out of the room, almost yeah, we're literally.
0: Not, <laughs> we're not talking about just like a dose of acid. We're talking like they dosed them with high levels of LSD because they wanted to know if a they wanted to know if it was going to be an effective truth serum, which it wasn't. B they wanted to know if it was going to incapacitate people like regular people, if they needed to use it on, you know, the Soviets or whatever. Um, And see, they wanted to figure out like what the tolerance was so that they didn't accidentally kill people. So when they were slipping
3: it into people's Twinkies around the office.
0: Oh my gosh. They totally did. Like it became such a thing. Like, Once they started actually experimenting with it, they would slip it to each other in the CIA office. They would slip it to agents. They would have parties where the punch bowl was spiked with LSD. Slip it to Uh, the
1: secretary at lunch.
0: Yes, just to see, just to, you know, just to do it. Mm -hmm. Because they had access to it.
1: Sure.
0: And the other interesting thing is that Um, All the universities and stuff that they enlisted to also test LSD on research subjects, which thankfully those were willing participants, even if they were not well informed. Um, A lot of those uh, psychology and psychiatry students were in their 20s and were like, hey, this sounds like a cool thing. And like... I dare you to take a drop of this, you know? And so that's literally how LSD kind of like snuck into the culture of the 60s. Yeah,
3: because they also got paid to do it.
0: Yeah. The government like paid them to experiment on regular people and on each other.
3: Yeah. And that's... but. And that's the piece of it that when they talk about all these, like, universities and everything that were in on it, I actually don't believe that the majority of those institutions were, quote, unquote, in on it. I just think no. that they're like every other academic place and they're freaking jonesing for grants.
0: Yeah, they need. They
3: throwing money around going, hey, yeah, just just bring some kids in and shoot this pill into their mouth with a slingshot and then yeah. uh, see what happens.
0: <laughs> with the slingshot. Yeah. Mo, like I haven't found any evidence that any of the universities or um, anybody outside of the CIA was really in on it. Um, they knew what they had and they knew what they were trying to uh, prove or disprove through research, but they did not know the full extent of what was going on so
1: i especially the 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 pr- you said there were there were prisons involved too right
0: yes so um,
1: i mean did those cats know that they were in on this would they get paid for it probably not
0: they um, got any of the inmates that actually volunteered um for the mk ultra studies mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i don't know that they actually used the word mk ultra they probably called it something else but the inmates were actually compensated with extra free time, extra privileges, uh, because when you're in prison, you know, money isn't a big thing. It's what you physically have and how much time you have to goof off and not it's have to go. It's all cigarettes. It's all, it's cigarettes, all cigarettes and Sudafed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the inmates were actually, they were told that they were participating in the study, but they weren't adequately warned about what the side effects or the danger might be right. Um, and there's actually a really interesting uh, account from a guy. Oh, where did I put it? His name is Whitey, which is terrible. Whitey Bulger. Yes.
1: The mobster. So, yeah.
0: Whitey Bulger, the mobster, was a participant in the MK Ultra research. And likes to talk about it. Um, hmm. So the next thing that we're actually going to talk about, because this is pretty interesting, is Frank Olson. All
3: right. Um, that so poor as, bastard.
0: Yeah. As we said before, most subjects of MK Ultra research were unwitting guinea pigs. And unwitting is a word that the CIA actually used in their documents, which meant unaware. You were either witting or unwitting so unwitting guinea pigs and even those that did consent were misinformed they suffered hallucinations memory loss incoherence and severe personality changes Mm. and the most publicized victim was frank olson who was a biochemist working for the army chemical corps special operations division at fort dietrich in maryland on november 18th of 1953 he was administered lsd he immediately became agitated and severely paranoid nine days later he reportedly committed suicide by jumping 13 stories to his death through a new york hotel closed window his family members didn't even know he was drugged until mk ultra was exposed in 1975
3: and he was a good jumper
0: yeah so what? we're not going to go too deeply into the story of Frank Olsen and all the weirdness surrounding it because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you're interested, the series Wormwood on Netflix, is a really, really well-made documentary about his death and his family's search for answers as to how and why he died and whether his death was a suicide or a homicide.
1: Oh, I've, seen, I've seen that in uh, like uh, scrolling through Netflix. I had no oh, idea. you should
0: totally check it out. <clears> they <throat> actually, um, one of the main people on the documentary is his son, who talks about all kinds of stuff. And he's a little, like, he's a little hard to listen to at times. But the story itself is so interesting. Why is like, he
3: hard to listen to? Him?
1: He's like, <laughs>
0: no, he's like, Aw. like <laughs> he's, he's got a weird nasally voice. <laughs>
1: He's clipping his nails while he's talking.
0: That's what it is.
3: Hey, speaking of that, the other day,
1: <laughs> no, <I was> speaking <laughs> of that, but the other
3: day on the subway, related but unrelated. There was a there was a guy talking to his friend in Japanese, and I don't speak Japanese, but I knew that that guy was a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> <laughs> you could just tell. Yeah, you could just tell. Like it's. I don't know what the Japanese version of derp is, but this is what this fucking guy was. Because even the lady yeah. listening to him was like rolling her eyes, and he was, he was like, Japanese stuff, Japanese stuff. Uh, like not like even just, hiding it? Oh, my God. It was excruciating. I wanted to learn Japanese just so
1: I could tell him he was dumb.
0: Oh, my God. Dumb, dumb. You, should
1: have, you should have taped the conversation. That way you could learn Japanese and go back to it.
3: That's
1: true. Yeah, but Read. then I would have learned
3: Dum dum Japanese, and I would have tried to say it, and all the smart Japanese people
1: would laugh at me. Aww. No, that just would have been your, your goal. It's like my goal pants. I have goal pants that someday I'm going to fit back into. Uh, yeah, the, the I think goal, we all
0: have goal pants.
1: Yeah, but with Kenny, they're not his.
3: Oh
0: my God. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. All
3: right. Back to. The okay. guy that we're not going to talk about because you're oppressing me.
0: I'm not oppressing you. I'm giving people the opportunity to go do their own research. Yeah. Hashtag
3: well, the, you You're going to fucking put us right out of business. Or <laughs> fit
1: back into We could have just
3: time. done that at the beginning. Hi, we're going to talk about MKUltra. Go look it up, dummy. And that's
1: the end of the show. <laughs> Ta-da! Thank you. Good night.
0: <laughs> so, unfortunately, the CIA didn't just run around dosing people with LSD to see how quickly their brains burned out. As if everything we've discussed already isn't bad enough, there's more. And it's way worse. Be sure to tune in next week to find out what could possibly be way worse. If you enjoyed this episode of Strangeful Things, you can support the show by visiting patreon.com strangeful. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-F-U-L. You can also follow us at facebook.com strangeful or at strangefulpod on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you haven't, please leave us a review on iTunes. It absolutely helps and we appreciate each and every review. Thanks.